Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, this is Leland Sklar, and you are digging Pantheon Podcast. Yes. History in five songs. With host Martin Popoff. A production of Pantheon Podcasts. Let's rock out with Martin. Hello once again, welcome back on this crisp fall day in Toronto, back for another episode of History in Five Songs with Martin Popoff, brought to you by the good people at Pantheon Podcast. We are pleased, as always, to be part of this fast and always expanding Pantheon Podcast Network, available on Spotify, iTunes, and over 40 other podcast platforms. All right. We're back to another episode suggested by Neil Miller from South Africa. Um... It just went to a suggestion and not much further than that. I kind of came up with the themes for this one, but he had suggested that it was the, uh, boy, what is this? The 40th anniversary of the first and second, uh, sorry, first and fourth issues of uh, of Kerrang! magazine. Um, the first issue came out November 1st, uh, June 1981. And uh, the fourth, the reason I mentioned the fourth is uh, it has the top, 100 heavy metal albums of all time as of that uh, year and i may do uh an episode on that next not sure depending on uh if i can get excited about the themes but uh the reason we're talking about the first here is because it has right on the cover there's a uh, picture of angus young um it's uh like i say issue number one june 1981 and it says featuring the official all-time HM Top 100 exclamation mark. So I thought this was pretty interesting. Uh, October is when the fourth issue is. June is when the first issue is. So we are talking pretty much uh, exactly bang on uh, 40 years since this came out. And I wanted to talk a little bit about... Uh, some of the themes I notice here, what's changed, what's not changed. Uh, the reason I can do this episode, someone else I should thank, Brian Sager, um, who uh, very kindly drove all the way up and met me at a hotel in in Buffalo uh, and for a very kind nominal fee to cover some expenses and a couple of books. He gave me a uh, a 
pretty much complete collection of Kerrang from the very beginning up until the year 2000. A few hundred Kerrangs, uh, pretty cool uh, to have all those. Uh, so this is the reason I could do this because I actually had episode, uh, episode uh, issue number one and issue number four. Um, but like I say, we're, we're focusing on issue number one here. Um, so yeah, so we've got this list that uh, Kerrang did uh, ranking their 100 top heavy metal songs of all time. And, and bearing in mind, again, this is June 1981. And I wanted to pick out a few themes and see how things have, have changed uh, since then. One thing we're not going to talk about here is all the classics that you would expect to be on this list uh, in terms of, uh, you know, the likes of UFO and Black Sabbath and Thin Lizzy and Deep Purple. There's a lot of that there, Led Zeppelin. Um, so this is this is looking at a few of the ins and outs of uh, of how comparing that particular time to this particular time, uh, 40 years later. Uh, so let's start with our first selection here and we shall discuss. This is Girl School with Race with the Devil. All right, so our first theme is the new wave of British heavy metal. How are the readers of Sounds, and I forgot to mention this, but uh, this is a poll of the readers of Sounds magazine, not Kerrang, because this is the very first issue of Kerrang. If you remember, of all of those magazines over there, or the or the weekly papers, uh, as they call them, Enemy, Melody Maker, Record World, I think it is, uh, Record Mirror, um, Anyways, out of all of them, Sounds was the one that really uh, took the took the heavy metal ball and, and ran with it. So the Sounds leading up to this first issue of Kerrang! and even beyond, frankly, um, is, is where you were really getting all your new wave of British heavy metal uh, information. It was awesome going down to Spokane and picking these up and then later picking up Kerrang! Uh, so Kerrang! starts, it's kind of interesting. Kerrang! starts, uh, you know, you could say halfway through the new wave of British heavy metal. So how did they react here with the new wave of British heavy metal? So obviously uh, this girl school song would not make the top 100 heavy metal songs now. Uh, so it's good to see them getting on here. Uh, so this is from Demolition. Their debut album came out June 30th, 1980. So it's still fresh in mind. Uh, this is exactly a year later, 1981. Uh, this was issued as a single in July of, of that year. This album's produced by Vic Mayle, famous for his motorhead stuff, right? Um, so the new wave of British heavy metal, what do we have in this list? Saxon is well represented here with 747 Strangers in the Night, Wheels of Steel, Motorcycle Man, Stallions of the Highway, Dallas 1PM. That's a lot of Saxon. You certainly wouldn't get that much Saxon these days in here. Motorhead is represented with Bomber, Overkill, Ace of Spades, Motorhead, Please Don't Touch, their collaboration with Girl School. Very catchy song. You, can, you should go check that out if you haven't heard it. And No Class. Uh, Iron Maiden is represented here with Running Free, Prowler, Phantom 
of the Opera, Iron Maiden. Diamond Head gets in with Am I Evil. Def Leppard gets in with Get Your Rocks Off. Gillen, Mr. Universe on the Rocks. Again, we're into this, uh, are these bands new wave of British heavy metal or not? Pretty funny. Vardis gets in with two songs, uh, 100 Miles Per Hour and Let's Go. Um, and Girl School also gets in with Emergency and Yeah, Right. So Girl School is in here with three songs. Uh, so they, they really have a standing here. What is common about all these bands? Uh, in terms of which ones got in here, they're they're very highly gigging bands. Uh, they're beloved British institutions. They're bands that more or less stayed in Britain and were 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 crisscrossing up and down, left and right, all over Britain. They had they put out lots of forty fives with non LP B sides, that kind of thing going on as well. So so that's why these are the bands in here. Surprised to see no Tigers of Pantang whatsoever and no Angel Witch. Um, in here so these are bands that kind of grew in stature later uh well maybe not so much tigers but certainly that first angel witch did but it's pretty interesting uh seeing what makes it here you know this is a pretty solid list of new wave of british heavy metal bands that are that are the remembered ones you we have lots of motorhead lots of saxon iron maiden is in here pretty good as well uh, saxon is a pretty funny one though to have that many saxon songs in here is, is pretty nuts um so that's really the new wave of british heavy metal they didn't go overboard uh that's for sure because we had a whole year and a couple of months of new wave of british heavy metal so the voters so this is from a readers poll right the voters were pretty smart to not put too much uh, old current stuff in here that that completely died. It's it's pretty funny when you look at the Melody Maker poll and circus polls for that matter. Uh, when you see uh, you know best new act and you see so many bands that that never made it at all uh, in these things. And and so in this list, I was quite pleased to see there wasn't a lot of stuff uh, that that was completely forgotten. You can go, what is this doing here? We are going to talk about that though because that is one of the interesting themes of of this whole idea but uh okay so moving on let's listen to our second track this is triumph with i live for the weekend All right, so Triumph is in here. This is uh, off of Progressions of Power, the band's fourth album's first track on the album, pretty good rocking track, uh, March 25th, 1980, so it's still fresh in mind. Uh, this this theme here is uh, is more or less the honorary new wave of British heavy metal theme. Uh, I like this theme. I've always uh, kind of enjoyed talking about this. I think I've got a whole episode on this, right? Uh, in History and Five Songs with Martin Popoff, you can go find the honorary new wave of British heavy metal um, one and see uh, all these bands who were from away or for other reasons, but let's just stick with from away for now, who were sort of considered, um, you know, honorary. You're brought into this scene. You're, you know, th there's excitement talking about these bands all at the same time. There is talking about the proper new album bands um, in this one. We've got, uh, I wanted to mention Montrose, Space Station number five, uh, because even though that's an old classic, uh, you've also got on this list, quite odd, Sammy Hager doing Bad Motor Scooter. So it's the Montrose song from the from the debut. But Sammy Hager is definitely an honorary New Wave of British Heavy Metal uh, band. 
he was quite beloved over there. You had the alternate version of, uh, is it the live album or the greatest? Something like that. There's an alternate version album that came out there. And Sammy was just kind of well-beloved there, you know, possibly because of the the Montrose uh, as well. But uh, And we also have Michael Schenker group in here with Lost Horizons, Armed and Ready, and Into the Arena. You certainly wouldn't see three Michael Schenker group songs on a list today in the top heavy metal songs obviously heavy metal has gotten heavier and heavier and heavier over time and that you know metal like like we've had an episode on this as well metal is something that was um possibly invented in 1983 with metallica so once you start thrash and death and black metal and and all the technical and the swedish and the hardcore and grindcore so there's going to be a lot more metal stuff if you did a list obviously today but one of the funny things about this entire list though is that uh it's there are a lot of classics that would still be on a list uh when you voted about this stuff because you get the fragmenting of genres as as you move on as well right classics are classics and they're always going to get voted classics you know i wanted to mention uh i did that book the top 500 heavy metal songs of all time back in 2003 so that's 20 years ago we're comparing today 20 years ago and 40 years ago so 20 years ago this list would actually still, you know, be coming out fairly, fairly similar to this, this sounds list. So this is a, this is some, some very sober, smart, wise voting by the sounds readers here. Um, again, so, so very, uh, a very conservative list that would still stand up quite a bit today. Um, and then what I did after that is, is only a couple years ago, a few years ago, I, I did a book called uh, Riff Raff, the top 250 heavy metal songs of the seventies. That's now out of print. They're all gone, but I still have some left of Aces High, the top 250 heavy metal songs of the 80s. I think I got about one box of that left, so jump in there if you want to get that one. Um, so obviously this one's not going to have very, very much off of that because it's 19, it's 1981 that we're talking about here. But the 70s one, again, is very, very similar uh, to what you're going to get on this list. So, okay, so continuing on with our honorary New Wave of British Heavy Metal. Again, the big debate about which of these bands are New Wave of British Heavy Metal. Ozzy Osbourne is on here with Mr. Crowley. Scorpions is in here with Another Piece of Mead, Will Burn the Sky. Whitesnake is in here with Ain't No Love in the Heart of the City. There's kind of a mellow, not very heavy song, but the fans love it. It's a little bit like the old Thin Lizzy, still in love with you thing going on here. They're also in with Love Hunter from 1979, so pretty recent. Definitely an honorary New Wave of British heavy metal band is Riot. They're getting in here with Rock City. Uh, that's part of that whole Capital Sammy Hager situation there. Uh, Crocus is in here with Heat Strokes. Uh, so Crocus is definitely one of these bands that's honorary New Wave of British Heavy Metal. They're a Swiss band. You could talk about Accept. I don't think there was any Accept in the list. Um, and Judas Priest. There's a lot of Judas Priest, but are they honorary New Wave of British Heavy Metal or are they a classic band? So I'm not going to go through the tracks uh, for them, but they're they're one that was uh, <laughs> part of this whole uh, do they belong or do they not belong um, You know, talk in, in the New Wave of British Heavy Metal. Uh, all right, let's take a short break. We'll be right back. All right, back again here, History in Five Songs with Martin Popoff, episode 125. What did I call this again? Uh, Kerrang's Top 100 Songs in Issue Number One. I don't think I gave you the title earlier on. Um, but yes, that's what that's what the episode's going to be called. It's a bit of a mouthful. I had a hard time coming up with this one. Kerrang's Top 100 Songs in Issue Number One. Um, all right, so take a listen to this. This is Molly Hatchet with Boogie No More. Don't you just wanna jump on up and take a chance out of the road and wait? 
Okay, so obviously this, there's no way this was going to be in any list uh, moving forward. This is a real oddball one. The theme here uh, for our third one is loving all things American and Canadian. This is something that you saw in the UK, especially as Kerrang! moved on. You had that concept of Wimpem, right? Remember, there was Mayhem and there was Wimpem. Uh, and uh, the whole idea here was that um, moving forward, any mellow stuff that you were seeing in Kerrang!, they, they were a little bit into the uh, the neo-prog thing, uh, definitely. But you definitely saw a lot of uh, AOR, pop rock, um pop metal, whatever you want to call it. Uh, they loved that stuff moving forward. It usually got good reviews. So they loved all things American and Canadian. This is a little bit of that grass is greener side, how every country has kind of in, in, an inferiority complex and thinks things are exotic and amazing and everybody's smarter across the pond kind of thing. So you get Molly Hatchet in here, but I also wanted to put them in here because... Um, there is this love, especially in France, actually, there's this love over there of Southern rock. And again, you know, the exoticness of Southern rock, it's a weird foreign thing. All these guys, you know, got long haired guys with bellies and beards and all that. Um, so this was from Flirtin' from Disaster, 1979. Uh, de not even, not even one of the band's most popular tracks, really. It's kind of a weird, deep track, uh, to have on here, but yeah, Molly Hatchet, Boogie No More, um, you know, Rush gets in here. They, the UK always loved their Rush. Rush gets in with Xanadu, La Via Strangiato, Bytor and the Snow Dog, Temples of Syrinx. Van Halen is in here with Ain't Talking About Love, Running with the Devil. Kiss gets in, Detroit Rock City, Black Diamond. ZZ Top gets in with Tush. So here you've got, um, you know, a, an American band and a Southern rock band again, more or less. Um, one oddball in here, no Aerosmith at all in this entire 100 uh, songs. I, I found that quite interesting. Um, only one Ted Nugent song, way down at the bottom, number 98, Stormtrooping gets on. So so this is uh, this is almost what this told me is that we're, we're a little bit pre the love affair with all things uh, with uh, American. Uh, as Kerrang's personality gets molded into 82, 83, 84, uh, that's when you start seeing uh, a lot of, you know, basically anything American, good or bad, was more or less kind of praised a little bit higher than it should have been praised uh, in, in, a, in a big general sense. All right, let's move on. Uh, take a listen to our fourth track. This is Boston with More Than a Feeling. All right, so the theme here is uh, is a little bit of a not heavy theme. Uh, and why I wanted to point this out is the older the list, obviously, the less heavy it's going to be. But when you go really way back, like say, obviously, when you go back to if you made a list of the heaviest songs from 19, you know, you know, 1975, you made the list in 75 going previous, you'd have even more uh, really oddball things. But there are a few oddball things in here. But for the most part, this is a pretty heavy metal list uh, for 1981. So Boston, more than a feeling, again, loving all things American, but Boston definitely had that big, heavy guitar sound, and plus they were just beloved. I mean, this was a massive album. You had Meat Loaf, Bad Out of Hell, always the, the really hilarious one that shows up on all heavy metal lists. I think everybody got psyched out 
by how heavy the album cover was. Uh, so they always showed up in heavy metal magazines and heavy metal lists. You had REO Speedwagon uh, on this list with Back on the Road again. Pink Floyd, Shine On You Crazy Diamond, another band that often shows up in heavy metal lists. I know when I did all my polling for those books I just talked about, Pink Floyd always got a lot of votes. David Bowie got a lot of votes. Um, Hawkwind is in here with Silver Machine. It's a pretty heavy song from Hawkwind, and they can be a pretty heavy band, but they had so many albums out, and they were such a UK institution, it was kind of inevitable that they would get into this list. Uh, you had The Who with Won't Get Fooled Again, another big British institution, a, a, a mainstay of of hard rock history, I guess, in Britain. The Beatles, Helter Skelter. The Beatles are so massive. You would you would imagine most people voting for this list would have Beatles on their mind and realizing that there's really nothing to vote on for the Beatles. Um, but, he but Helter Skelter is the one that you could vote for. It always made my lists as well. It's in my, it's in my um, 70s book. My 70s book, Riff Raff, I cheated included and included whatever showed up from the 60s as well. And there were a good 10, 10 songs or so uh, from the 60s that made it into that uh, that 250, maybe even more. Uh, but Helter Skelter gets in there. Uh, Free All Right Now is kind of a mainstay that you see in these lists if it was quite old. So this is the most famous free song of all time, which sounds, of course, like a Bad Company song. And it's a big kind of block chords uh, you know, and Space's song a little bit goes back to uh, Kinks All Day and All of the Night and You Really Got Me sort of thing. Uh, incidentally, I don't think the Kinks made it onto this list at all, I don't believe. Um, so yeah, there you've got a little bit of your Not Heavy, but I was quite surprised and quite pleased with the Sounds readers that they didn't have a lot of Not Heavy stuff at all uh, in this list. For 1981, to have this little and to be this disciplined about it was was pretty darn good. All right. Let's move on um, to our fifth and final selection. The theme here is the top five. What made the top five? And I'm going to give it away right now when we play this song. Uh, this is ACDC, Whole lot of Rosie. <laughs> All right, so this won the top heavy metal song of all time in 1981 in Kerrang! Issue 1. Like I say, we've got Angus on the cover. And uh, when you go to the, uh, they, they made it kind of um, portrait mode, like you turn it like a fold-out thing. Uh, when they did this heavy 100, it's just a black and white page. Uh, but they have another picture of Angus there. And they actually even put all the lyrics to Whole lot of Rosie uh, in here. Uh, as, as it wins the top song. I'm, I'm a little surprised at this. Uh, there were a lot of others that I figured could have got there. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to give those away when I talk about the top five, but, but to see whole lot of Rosie in here, this is a really heavy ACDC song. That's for sure. So, so if looking back, you know, that you can't, you can't really have anything. There was nothing that was going to win number one off of anything previous to the Let There Be Rock album. That's for sure. And off of this, you know, there is Let There Be Rock as well. Um, and at this point, they've got Power Age out. They've got, uh, they've got um, uh, Highway to Hell out. Now I'm thinking I'm, I'm going through this list. Uh, oh yeah, okay, there is. So so 
they had Highway to Hell out and they also had Back in Black out. I, I, there isn't much from Back in Black on here. So, so I'm wondering if, uh, if Back in Black was a little bit, um, not appreciated, uh, yet, uh, in the summer of 1981 as an ACDC. Maybe people were still shocked at the death of Bon Scott, but in ACDC, uh, for ACDC, you also had Let There Be Rock, Highway to Hell, Hell's Bells, so there's your Back in Black song, Walk All Over You and Touch Too Much. That is really cool to see in here because, um, so kudos to the sounds readers for picking those two, Walk All Over You and Touch Too Much. Why am I so happy about that? Because those are my two favorite ACDC songs of all time. And they're, they're slightly deep album tracks, right? Um, so that's really cool that they made the list as well. Uh, and so elsewhere for our top five... Now we'll go in reverse order and and put in a modicum of suspense here. Number five was Smoke on the Water. So there's your classic heavy metal riff. Uh, No smoke on the water as you point to the sign in the guitar uh, store, right? Um, So that's cool. Uh, Four is a very interesting choice. Freebird by Leonard Skinner. So here you have something that could have fit in the theme of not heavy. And it could have fit in the theme of boy, we love things uh, American. And it even fits the theme of boy, we love southern rock so that's a pretty strange one to have in here uh, number three stairway to heaven uh another one where you point to the sign in the gu- guitar store don't play the intro to stairway to heaven um but uh this is this is an interesting one in that uh again you always heard on those classic rock countdowns on classic rock radio as a kid uh when they did the top however many songs on new year's day or new year's eve yeah i think they usually started new year's eve and went over into new year's day um but Stairway to Heaven is just one of these apocryphal, it's the greatest song of all time one, uh, ones, right? Along up with uh, Hotel California. Um, but yes, yeah, Stairway to Heaven, you it's definitely going to be on this list. And number two is a great choice, Stargazer from Rainbow. So that's really cool. So so the Rainbow album has had time to uh, sink in, you know, all, you're going all the way back to 1976. So it's five years later. People love their Rainbow over in the UK. Um so this was really cool to see Stargazer come up so high. Uh, it's it's obviously there, uh, Stairway to Heaven, and it's considered one of those great heavy metal epics. It's eight minutes long. It's Ronnie James Dio. Uh, now, you know, 20 years later, uh, you know, you open the gatefold to Rising, and three out of those five guys are no longer with us. Um, and just some general things I wanted to mention. So that's it. Um, that is our uh, that is our five themes here on episode 125. What did I call this again? Kerrang's top 100 songs in issue number one. Uh, no budgie at all. Uh, they had they had this funny. Uh, you know, they they couldn't help themselves. Um, so there's another 10 bubbling under that they have on the page. Uh, Budgie makes it in the bubbling under with bread fan, but no Budgie in the top 100, which I found uh, interesting given how many records they had out and, uh, and given that they were a UK band. Um, only one year I heap in the entire list uh, with Gypsy. I found that interesting. No queen at all, except they had Brighton Rock in the bubbling under. Um, so yeah, some some definite oddities here. I'm very I'm very surprised. There's no uh, there's no Aerosmith. So there you go. That's my uh, sort of analysis. Forty years later, of this uh, of this well done list. Uh, back then. Um, I wanted to mention a few comments on the last episode from the Facebook page here on um, 
on the last episode about re-recording the old hits. So Augustine Garcia de Paredes writes, excellent as always, some other ones not mentioned, Anthrax, The Greater of Two Evils, Flotsam and Jetsam, No Place for Disgrace, Motorhead Orgasmatron 2000, No Fault at All in the episode as your points were very valid, loved it. Uh, Reed Little writes, uh, how uh, how have I never heard of Orgasmatron 2000? I need to do some research. Tegan Jane Kaya Garcia Evans writes, I came here to specifically recommend The Greater of Two Evils by Anthrax, which fits the concept for two very good reasons one it's obviously a different singer than the original recordings john bush but more importantly the songs are beefed up in many cases both groovier and heavier uh and goes on a little more about that thank you that very much for that tegan um steve bellow writes anvil did an album called monument of metal and re-recorded the songs metal on metal exciter did a whole album of re-recorded songs called new testament speaking of testament they did an album called first strike still deadly oh and exodus did Bonded by Blood remade as Let There Be Blood. Uh, let's see. Jonathan Jordan writes, Cool show, a few honorable mentions. Heart recording early 80s tracks pretty well for Beautiful Broken, while Def Leppard made a total dog's dinner of all three songs from their indie EP on later records. Final point, my new favorite band, The Tea Party, thanks to yours truly, seems to have been uh, re-recording The River, Save Me and Bizarre uh, in various formats for about 25 years. All very good, I might add. Uh, Carlos Abad writes, Iron Maiden did Prowler and Charlotte the Harlot 88. Uh, Tim Derling writes, great show. Glad you tackled this topic. Helix also redid several older songs for their best of 1983 to 20, uh, 2012, presumably, so they didn't have to license the original versions from Capital, Credible Enough Versions. Yeah, that was one of the big themes of that episode, right? Um Joe Beck writes, of course, when I hear Helix, I think Trailer Park Boys. Yeah, awesome, awesome episode of Trailer Park Boys. Uh, Reed Little writes, I can't not mention my favorite and probably most unique example, the posthumous recordings of David Bowie's Never Let Me Down album. At David's request, the tracks were stripped down to just the original vocals and then all the instruments were redone. I don't care for the original album at all, but I think that the re-recorded album is brilliant. That's a great thing to point out there, Reed. Thank you for that. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, Brian Paul writes harem scare re-recorded mood swings in the tea party re-recorded the transmission album. Don't think the full album though called TX 20. I believe Joe Beck writes the two rat tunes on the wrestler movie soundtrack are actually re-recordings by rat attack, a project featuring rats lead singer, Stephen piercing guitarist, George Lynch and Tracy guns. The wrestler was an Academy award nominated, uh, movie featuring Mickey Rourke. Uh, Brian Paul writes Chicago re recorded 25 to 6 uh, or 624 for Chicago 18. Um, boy, I hate Chicago. Um, Don Caldian writes, I have never thought to myself I want to hear re-recorded versions of a song I love. Nope. If I loved it, it was perfect the first time with the original people. Sometimes I like live versions of songs I love that they could pull off live. Minor variations are okay, not self-indulgent jam sessions. Personally, I think re-recording is either cheating to pretend to like the versions or uh, didn't... Uh, Pretend like the first version didn't suck or merely money-grubbing. As for the orchestral version of Red Rain, blasphemous. It sounds absolutely neutered compared to the original masterpiece, which literally sends tingles up and down my spine. Peter Gabriel isn't hurting for money, so that was clearly either a lapse in judgment. I agree. It's, I don't know what Peter Gabriel is doing these days, so thanks for that. Um, let's see. Jeffrey Cusbell writes, this is the first time I've heard the re-recording of Heap's Bird of Prey, and I am not on board 100%. No. Kind of a good point there. I would say. Also, Tesla did an album called Twisted Wires. Yeah, Rodrigo um, writes in Happy Coincidence. It's funny. Um, P. 
Pete, Pete Pardo on Sea of Tranquility did uh, a very similar episode right around the time I was doing this one. So yes, that was a complete coincidence. Uh, let's see, what else do we got here? Um, cult classics, Blurish to Cult, mentioned by Steve McNary. Uh, Stephen A. Poshman writes, The Fix re-recorded their hits for a compilation, I believe also Modern England did, an inferior new version of I Melt With You just a few years ago after the original came out. So there you go. There's lots to add to this. And if you listen to that Sea of Tranquility episode, they bring up tons and tons, uh, even more examples. All right. If you uh, appreciate me doing this stuff and you like this show and want to support future episodes, please go to ko-fi.com slash off hit that red support button buy me a coffee or a pint on that front this week uh the honor roll uh, reads as follows joe becht at bel-air expediting andy at black sugar transmission scott brisky bruce campbell lee clifford alan cullen Franco Dotto, Tim Derling. Um, I think uh, the I've I've heard recently that the Unspooled book is coming along. That's his History of Eight Tracks book. So check that out. Uh, David Fisher, Roche Gale, Reed Little, Neil Miller, Augustine Garcia de Paredes, and Brian Paul. Uh, you can go to martinpopoff.com for all your book needs. Lots going on there. I put the Max Webster book back in print after three years away, and that's selling like wild fire um i uh i will probably run out of those and not reprint again because uh i did 150 of them and they are going very fast and also the flaming telepaths book is doing well again in the reprint Uh, i don't know if that's going to come back after this reprint uh but i really want to do a part two of that but that that's really caught the imagination that's the one where i did the illustrations inside and some of those are selling as well which is kind of cool i i do a limited you know signed in gold pen numbered uh edition of those um but that's my sort of uh um what do you call that uh a a cult speculative fiction book um you know a real leap up from uh, the imaginals thing but yeah that's that's done really well i'm quite surprised there uh so that's back and i even got in uh the yes visual biography again so i've got two more boxes of that i've got about a box left of that still have the nazareth still have the heap actually have every one of those visual biographies in stock but kind of about a dozen of of each of them so yeah martinpopoff.com for all that um so yeah go uh ponder this episode ponder how things have changed in 40 years and uh, get back to us on the Facebook page. Thanks again. Find all of our shows, notes, social, and links at www.pantheonpodcast.com or wherever you listen to great podcasts. All songs can be found for purchase on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Please purchase these great and important tracks. Find us on Facebook at the RNRAP. We are on Instagram at R&R Archaeology. Tweet us at R&R Archaeology. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. 
Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.